Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no-bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I hope your new year is off to an amazing start, you guys. I'm wicked excited to be here. And uh, I'm actually going to be talking about something that I hope is helpful. I hope is helpful today. Um, And, you know, I always like to give you guys a little background about where the inspiration for the episode came from. So today, I think I'm going to call this sucker our calculator and our compass, our calculator and our compass. So I always like to do a little storytelling and share some spiritual principles and then see uh, somehow if it comes out at the end of the wash as something that you want to, that you want to (laughs) wear. Maybe it fits, maybe it'll land. We'll see. So I was thinking about this. And so let me just give you a little background. So I was um, having to figure out, I was having to figure out some math the other day. And so words have always been my strong suit. Um, it's not that I was terrible in math, like regular math. I was good at when we got into like algebra and calculus and the more advanced math, I was like, yeah, no, I just was not that interested, but, uh, the simple, uh, like addition, multiplication, division, like those things, those things I could do pretty good. <laughs> but nowadays, if I got to figure out something fast, right. And grab a calculator. And here's the thing, and I'm holding up my phone. For those of you who are listening and not watching, I'm holding up my iPhone, right? Here's the thing about these phones is that they have all kinds of apps and things on them. So my phone has a calculator on it, right? So this morning I was like, oh, I need to figure something out. Calculator, I whip that sucker out, bing, bang, boom. I got the answer, right? So I'm thinking about calculators. Then I, um, you know, I know some people who uh, dabble in feng shui. They know a little bit about it in terms of like, just think of feng shui is like energetics and positioning. Um, we'll just use a, a house, for example, about how you align things. Like even like if you look over in the corner, again, those of you who are listening and not watching, I'm pointing to a, a, a statue, a murti of Ganesh. Um, Ganesh is the uh, remover of obstacles. He's the benefactor of like new beginnings when you're starting new projects. He's also, uh, to me, one of the gods of writers. So I love Ganesh. He's one of my guys. Um, And a lot of times people will place him close to their front door um, uh, as like as people enter their space. Now, I have so many different, you know, ones of him. I have I don't know, I must have at least six Ganesh around my house. (laughs) And I have two that are actually by the doors that uh, where people uh, actually come into my house. But my point being is that we position things in a particular way that is supposed to bring maybe call it abundance or good energy or flow or whatever. And I know some people who do it for a living, like legit, like that is their skill set, their area of expertise is feng shui. And somebody I know was saying something about how their teacher was saying that you shouldn't sleep with your head to the north. 
And I got wicked curious, of course, because I get super duper curious about all kinds of things. And I was like, ooh, I want to know what direction my bed is in. And I was trying to just use, right? I was trying to just like think to myself, where are things positioned? Meaning if I'm standing in my bedroom, where is north? And I try to do things like by the highway, right? Because the highway, I know at least, oh, that direction is north, that direction is south. So I was trying to figure out based on where my house was, like where I thought north was. And then it, I was like, oh, again, picking up my iPhone. There's a compass. I have a compass on my iPhone. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to check that sucker out. So I took a guess and I was like, oh, I don't think my head's facing north. I think it's facing west. Um, and I'm like, we'll see <laughs> if I'm even remotely close. And there's a story behind that too. But I looked and I was like, yes, right. My head is facing to the West. It's not to the North, but this really surprised me because when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, I, I didn't really have fantastic sense of like outer geographical direction. My sister, on the other hand, Jesus Christ, it just felt like she came through with, uh, in, in like, a uh, just knowing where she was in space, right? My sister, and, and it could be because she's a year and a half older than me. She got her license before me. She started driving before me, but it always just seemed like I could say to my sister, do you know where this street is? Do you know how to get here? Do you know how to get there? And she wouldn't even have to look it up because back then, you know, there weren't computers and she just kind of knew things. I thought it was like some sort of magical power. <laughs> but here's the thing I will say is that when you're not a driver and you're just a passenger, a lot of times you're not paying attention to signs and directions and streets and, and, and stuff, you know, and I'm definitely one of those people and double A men hands, double A men hands. If you can relate, if you're listening to this, I'm a person who needs external landmarks when I'm driving to know where I'm going. Like, well, here's what drives me mental. And if you're somebody who, like my sister, um, uh, has this gift of being able to understand, like if somebody gives these directions to you, all right, so, uh, you know, head on 93 North uh, and then get off the exit and go West. <laughs> even, even just saying that out loud, makes me crack up because I automatically want to follow that up with what the fuck is West? Do you mean left or do you mean right? I don't understand how people just automatically know which direction is which. It just makes me laugh so hard. And maybe, maybe there's some sort of reasoning like, well, if you were traveling North and you take the ramp and then you go left, that's clearly West. Like, I don't know how people figure it out, but this is me. Tell me, Take bang a right, bang a right at the big, uh, at the big yellow farmhouse. Now that's wicked helpful to me. Go left at the fire station or the school or where the Dunkin' Donuts is on the corner, like something like that, way more helpful. And the reason why I'm telling you all of this, and I used to get lost, like don't even get me started on the time I got lost at the, at the Topsfield fair when I was a little, little kid, that was terrifying to me, A. 
B, I also got lost in the woods one time. And if my sister, I don't think my sister listens to my show, but if she did, she'd be cracking up laughing, remembering this memory. But I got lost in the woods. And you guys, I was a little kid. I was traumatized. I was out in the woods, like screaming and crying for my mother. Now, thank God, spiritual team was on the job. And somehow I walked myself out of the woods onto somebody's, into somebody's backyard. <laughs> And, I, and we figured it out and they, they got me to the babysitter's house, whatever. But it was like a horrifying experience. So I've never had a ton of confidence in external direction. However, with internal directions, this is what I wanted to talk about today. Coming back to the title, uh, calculators and our compasses. Of course, we have these tools for figuring shit out externally, right? You need to know how much of a tip to leave. Do, 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 do. You could do some math in your head or you can do some math on an actual, you know, like a little computing device, like a calculated device. And the thing is, is as we're moving through our lives, as we're moving through the world, as we're navigating and negotiating relationships and, and with ourselves, with each other, with other humans, with the environment and the world, it's really helpful to also know that we don't have to rely on external things to guide us or to help us figure shit out. We have these internal tools as well. We have a calculator. It's called a brain, right? Sometimes also I think of it like a computer, right? Um, and then we also have an internal compass. Okay. I'm so excited to talk about these. So and this is going to be a fast one. I think it's going to be pretty simple and I don't want to be redundant. The thing to ask ourselves is in any given situation, when you're trying to make a decision or make a choice or be discerning or make a judgment uh, about what you should do, right? It's helpful to know which tool is actually superior in any given moment. So I'm just going to, I'm going to share a list that I kind of wrote down because this is how my brain works when I'm creating things. Um, <clears throat> as I love to make it really simple and, and easy to remember with like alliterations or words that begin with the same first letter. Right. So I'm like, okay, so the brain, the mind is kind of like the calculator. Sometimes we could also say in parentheses, the computer, it loves to calculate things. Right. And then you have the compass which I consider like the heart. Okay, so you have, you have the head and you have the heart. Calculator, head, heart is the compass, okay? Think of it like the brain and the body. So the brain loves to figure things out. It likes to look at the past. It likes to go into it. I always think of it like having, having little, little people, little help is up in my mind who go into my little file folder system and they can look at past experiences, right? And then you, one of those little guys thinks he has a little telescope, a little binoculars, and he tries to look into the future, right? So the brain is always trying to do this job of figuring shit out with information, looking into its past experience and then trying to time travel forward into the future, right? So you have the brain and then you have the body. And what the body likes to do is the body actually likes to attune a little bit more. It's less about kind of um, thinking about things. It's more about feeling things, right? So the body is into feeling and the brain is into facts, okay? So we have the head and the heart, we have the brain and the body, we have feelings, right? Feelings in the body, how we kind of like 
feel into a situation? What's the energy like? What's the vibe in the room? What's the resonance here? Do, do, I, do I like this? <laughs> do I like how this feels, right? Versus the facts that are just kind of like, just the facts, ma'am, right? Didn't Dragnet, what are those co old cop shows? Just the facts, ma'am, right? That's what the brain loves, okay? So you got the mind that loves to do the analytical stuff, the computer, the, the calculator. It really loves to do the analytical stuff, the figuring out the um, figuring out all the angles of like, well, this is what they said, and this is what they did, and this was their tone of voice, and da 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 da. da. And did you see this? Right? It just is all up. It's like it, I call it like neck up living, <laughs> right? We love to live from like the neck up in the very busy brain. With, where it loves, it loves the information, okay? It loves the information. And, and it's in the body where we experience mostly that intimacy. So again, the calculator, it's like information, information, tell me the numbers, tell me, is it, is it plus or minus? Is it this or that? What are the parameters of the, of the, um, of the equation, right? But the body, right? The compass, the compass, it's more about um, that, that intimacy of navigating from a sense of, of feeling and emotion. Okay. So the, 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 the calculator is into the analytics, the body's more into that alignment. And you know, as a spiritual mentor, one of the things I'm always saying is the assignment is alignment. It's like, yes, what the brain, what the mind is, is maybe the ego, right? With the ego, it's got its own agenda, trust me. But what it's telling you obviously in some situations, it's wicked, wicked, wicked helpful. Other times, not so much. And so it's up to us as being the one with authority and agency autonomy, uh, you know, to be able to say, okay, what feels in alignment though? What is going to be best to the best of the knowledge with the information that I have? What feels most aligned to my truth? You know what I'm saying? Do you see the difference in that? And so the, 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 the calculator is more into um, knowledge, right? Knowledge, being able to like look things up in books and look things up on the internet and like, you know, ask a bunch of questions and figure out the why. When I say the body is more, and I'm tapping my chest, you can hear that thumping. The body is more into knowing, like knowing versus knowledge, things that I read, things that I was told knowing is from personal experience from the immersion of something okay versus just the the mind trying to imagine it the body has the experience of the immersion the intimacy the knowing of a thing which also is the last two is like the intellect versus intuition. So the calculator, the brain, the mind, the figuring out part of us, it loves, the intellect loves to be stimulated, right? It's like that, that, that um, you know, always seeking to understand or to know again, right? To figure shit out. But the intuition is like that inner guidance. And I talk about it like the compass. I always say it's like in a GPS, it's like built in GPS, which I always say stands for God's pretty smart. <laughs> you know, you ever just walk into a room and you just go like, oh, no, 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 no. Right. Like this energy, like, nope. You know what I mean? Ever just drive your car and you just know, take a left or take a right or you follow, right? You follow what you could call it your, your instinct right? Your intuition, your instinct versus your intellect. 
And the last way that I look about it, think about it is like when I get this image, it's about like those gears up in your mind are like churning. It's like the gears are like always working, always working versus just the gut, getting that sensation in your gut. And just how cool is it? How lucky we are that we have both and that we can rely on both of these things. But it's in knowing when you know, knowing which one to trust, which one to follow, which one to use for guidance. I often think of the heart as being kind of the receptor for the voice of God. I think the mind obviously also plays a role in this because especially from A Course in Miracles point of view, it's like, I always say the body is a really good communication device. Mind, especially big mind, and I'm using my hands like above my head, right? When I think of mind, I don't think of mind as actually being in my skull. Like that's my brain. I think of the mind as like, as they, they call it sometimes in, in Zen Buddhism, like big mind, right? I think about it like the mind being a, like a field, a field outside of you. And this is why sometimes too, when we're trying to make decisions, we can't just rely on the little, the little guys up in your brain that are like checking out your philo facts and who are going into your file folders, right? Because that's very limited knowledge. It's very limited information based on what's happened so far and the meanings that you've assigned to what's happened so far, the stories that you've written about what's happened so far. And, you know, when Einstein says that quote, I, I mentioned this quote all the time, right? I talk about it all the time. And he basically says that, you know, you cannot solve a problem. I'm going to say that one cannot solve a problem at the same level of consciousness that created the problem. So in A Course in Miracles, we talk about that, like going above the battleground. It's like going into divine mind or big mind, tapping into that cosmic wisdom that is beyond our own little brains knowing because we have access to that. That to me is what being in alignment is, is being able to like, voom, like vertically being able to access the thousands and millions of files. Because as, as people, our ability to know what's best for ourselves, for the other people involved, for the whole world, right? It's like we try to make decisions based with very limited knowledge. And this is why I say the brain is wicked helpful sometimes for getting you out of a jam, for helping you to think up solutions, whatever. But if it doesn't feel right, if we're not also tapping into the compass and we're just using the calculator, and let me give you a couple of examples, right? Have you ever, um, have you ever, uh, I could do it about place or person. Let's do person because I think a lot of people can relate to this, right? Have you ever been told about somebody uh, and it could be anything. It could, let's just say it could be a movie. Like everybody loved this movie and then you watch it and you're like, yeah, no, not for me or whatever. But also the same with people. They can be a person that a lot of people just rave about or love or trust or hype or share on social media and they follow them and like all this stuff. And then you have an opportunity to meet them or be in the room with them or go to an event or whatever the situation is. And you walk in, you're having now your own experience and even though everybody else around you is like, oh my God, yes. Some part of you is like, oh no, 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 <laughs> right? Your compass is going like, like everybody else's compass is like true north, right? The North Star, like this is it. You can see right behind me, I'm pointing to this picture. It's actually a picture 
of uh, Mother Mary holding uh, little baby Jesus. It's such a great picture, but she's standing on a sea of water and right above her head, you can see this little star. It's like the North Star, like the true compass, like Mother Mary to me, if you don't have to be religious to, let me just say this. You don't have to be religious. I don't consider myself a religious person. I consider myself a deeply spiritual person, which means I allow things from different tra traditions and points of views and schools of thoughts or whatever. I have my, obviously my main um, lineages, but I allow um, other things, especially artwork that moves me. And I've always just loved this kind of miraculous portrait. But why I'm talking about it is right above Mary's head, there's like this North Star. And Mary kind of represents that, that, that compassionate heart, right? Kind of like what I would consider the universal mother. And some people might call that Pachamama. Some people might call that mother nature. Some people might call it the goddess, right? I just think of it as like that mom, that beautiful, compassionate, merciful, just like Kuan Yin, right? Kuan Yin is like one of the goddesses of compassion and mercy and empathy. And that's what I kind of think of when I think about Mother Mary. And so when we're tuning into our hearts, like what's best in this situation or, or what can we do? We, we can't always know all the information. We can't possibly know all the facts. We're not encyclopedias, right? But we can start to trust the alignment within our own heart. We can see like where we feel drawn to, where we, who we feel pulled towards, whether that's a place or a job or uh, a relationship or books or like whatever, the clothes we want to wear, the colors that we love. We can just attune to that, be in alignment with it, right? So trusting that, like even though you're getting all this information and knowledge from other people saying, um, this, is, uh, this is a person you should trust or love or follow or like, and your internal warning system is going, no, 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 red flag, red flag, eh, eh, stranger danger, danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> you got to trust that shit, you guys, I'm telling you. Now, on the other hand, right, sometimes only following the hat, right, can get you into trouble. Because, you know, when um, the poet Mary Oliver says, uh, like something, I think the line is, uh, let the soft animal of your body right? Just love what it loves. And I think that's beautiful. And I think that's true. And I think we sometimes have to keep an eye on our sentimentality or our over emotionality. Is that even a word? Not sure. I'll have to look it up. But here's the thing. Let's flip it. So the other one was everybody loves them, but then you meet them and you're like, ah, I don't know, but we could flip that. Right. Sometimes you might be in a relationship or a friendship or a familial kind of, you know, um, relationship and the person treats you like shit or the person isn't trustworthy or they're dangerous or they're harmful or they're abusive or fill in the blank with your own experience. And you're just like, like one part of you is like, yeah, I know I should probably leave or set better boundaries, but and then you here's the hat but I love them. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. That's when it's helpful to have the little calculator, right? Because you're over there, but I love them. But your friends outside of you who can see clearly because they're not enmeshed in the pattern and the drama and the relationship and all the stuff, right? The history. They're standing out there like, yeah, but they treat you like shit and they have no respect for you and they ghost you, or they're not kind to you, or they talk shit behind your back, or whatever the thing is. 
but the hat is going, yeah, but I love them. Right. So look, it's very, very helpful to have access to both of these internal tools, a calculator up in the old noggin, right. And our compass. And, you know, sometimes when I think about, you know, the hat, and how it relates, like, you know, the, the, like the hat, the intuition, that's why I think about it. You know, what is, what is my, what is my hat telling me right now? What is my, my gut instinct telling me right now? And when I think about the distance between my gut, like literally physically my gut in relationship to how close it is to either my hat or my brain, right? The gut is much closer to my hat. <laughs> and so I often think like, well, gut feelings, gut instincts, our hot instincts, their hot intuition. And a lot of times that wisdom, that inner wisdom that we have with our intuition, with our instincts, right? With the, um, you know, with the, uh, the, the hot and the alignment and the feelings, we're not actually, especially depending on where you grew up. Now, this isn't true for everybody, but I know definitely for a lot of us, that superpower of um, intuition, being able to intuit, to go within ourselves for answers, right? To trust ourselves. Um, it's not always fostered in everybody's childhood or families, right? So a lot of times people are seeking outside of themselves for information, right? They pick up external tools. I'm waving my phone right now. They pick up external tools or they rely on uh, what other people tell them. And it's unfortunate because we could be on a very particular path. We have our own particular dharma and karma. And I say it like you, you have your ministry, you have your mission, you have your message, you have your mandate, like what you've been instructed in, in you're being guided to do from, from uh, call it God, source, the divine, um, higher power, divine mind, universal consciousness. I don't, I never get hung up on what you call it. And it's like, but we have to be able to be open and receptive to receiving it. And if we have an overactive chattering calculator, like a very busy mind, we have a very loud mind. It can be hard to hear the whispers of your heart, the calling of your heart, the calling of your curiosity, right? The trusting of the, of the self. And so you have this little uh, inner compass that's trying to point you, but you don't trust it. And a lot of people don't even know they have one and they don't think to look within themselves. And I just think it's, it's important for us, you know, so the reason why I wanted to tell you all this is as we're entering this new year, right? There's always these, these big opportunities at the beginning of the year when people start to get super fancy about like, oh, I'm going to start this new regimen or I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to make all these goals and it's Q1, it's quarter one in my business. And I'm going to do this and this and this and this. And look, it's not just enough to use the brain. It's not just enough to use strategy. We also have to tap into spirit. These two things are very powerful. So I'm not sitting here trying to demonize one or uh, put the, another one up on a pedestal, but I do think that we've got to be able to go in and trust our own wisdom and trust our own knowledge. Because right now there's so much influence there's so much external influence that is trying to get people to follow a particular thing, to do a particular thing. My, my greatest exciting thing, I always say, I'm not interested in telling people what to think, but I love inviting people to think 
and to think for themselves. <laughs> so even with this show, like this is one of my offerings, one of my love offerings to you guys, right? Is I do this show for you guys because I hope it's helpful. Like I want to share what's in my heart. I want to share what's in my mind. I love to be creative. I love to talk about these things. But my hope is that you can receive it and use it and find out for yourself. This really resonates with me. This is interesting. This made me think about this. I'm going to test that out because it's not, it can't just be theory. It can't just be theory. It has to be like you've gone out and tested it, right? You got to put it into practice. And that's how you're going to be able to know what's for you and what's not for you. What becomes knowing rather than just knowledge, right? There's that really big difference. So you guys, I hope that you, you know, as you're moving forward in 2022 into your new year, or whenever you listen, you're listening to this, if there comes a time when you are making um, some life decisions or you're contemplating making some changes or doing some transformational work or whatever the thing is, that you can tune into both. Because there are people who it's, it's almost like, you know, when you make a decision, the brain likes to do the math, right? They'll say like, like, like I'll give you an example. When people are thinking about joining the nest, right? My spiritual membership, I always say it's not just a membership, it's also a mentorship, uh, but it's, it's a membership, it's a mentorship, it's a community. And let's just say people are trying to decide if they want to like join this thing. I always say to them like, yeah, what your brain's going to do is it's going to start to calculate time, money, right? All the factual things. And, but you, you can't ignore the calling of your hat. You can't just try to do the math in your head. You know, decisions can be made from both places, depending on which part of your brain you're tapping into, the left side or the right side, right? The analytical side versus the creative side. And I think we should listen to both, right? And, but I think it's really important that you trust the call of your heart, that you trust when your curiosity has been piqued. So I'll often say to people, I'm not here to convince you of anything. I can tell you, this is the, these are the elements of the program. This is what the community is like. Here are some of the guest teachers. These are the results that people have been getting. Here are some testimonials. I can only present it. But then you've got to trust yourself enough and not cut yourself off at the knees because what people will do is they'll go up into their brain, they'll start going into their little history files and they'll say things like, well, I never finish anything that I start. I'm not going to spend the money. They have all these beliefs of scarcity or lack or whatever, like, oh, I can't afford it. I can't do this. And I'm not saying that sometimes that's not true for some people some of the time. I'm not belittling that at all, right? We all get to decide what we think is valuable and worth it and you know, worth making an investment in. But I can say this, the, the best thing you can ever make an investment in is in yourself. And sometimes people are too busy calculating, right? They're up in their head and they're saying like, how much is this going to cost me? What's the time investment? What's the money investment? What's this investment? But they're not looking at where their life is going to be a year from now if they don't fucking take new action, if they don't take a leap of faith, if they don't trust themselves. You know what I'm saying? I should do a whole podcast about that. But th these are the things I just want to present to you that when you have decisions to make in your own life, just know that you have incredible tools within you. It requires faith, trust, deep listening. And it, it also, uh, something just floated across my screen. <laughs> you 
you see me, if you're watching this, you just see me waving. I look a little crazy. Um, so here's the thing, you guys, right? Navigate things from the head, from the heart, from the brain of the body, the analytical mind to the alignment of how things feel within you, those facts and feelings, the intellect versus the intuition, right? The knowledge versus the knowing. These are all really important. You also have built-in helpers with your spiritual team. You have your inner teacher. Some people call it spirit, Holy Spirit, right? The inner guru. I don't care what you call it, right? Again, you have within you access. You have like superpower access to mind beyond just your own little mind. You can tap into divine mind. And this is why daily spiritual practices, which we also work on and talk about and discover in the nest, um, is that you know you can use daily spiritual practices to help quiet that very busy mind so that you can hear, so that you can make choices that are more based on your true, genuine, authentic self and allows you to kind of live a life with more fun, flow, and freedom with a deeper sense of connection to self, source, and spirit. So I just hope you guys use this in some way. I hope it's helpful in some way because I'm always just sharing from my heart to yours and uh, hoping that it makes a difference in some little way. Like I always say, the, at the end of the day, if I were to drop dead, if I were to drop dead right now, hopefully not on, on screen because that would be traumatizing. <laughs> but when, when, when I die, I hope, I hope we, you know, I can look back on my life or people will look back on my life and say, you know, she tried to help. She tried to leave the people, the place, the animals, the environment better than how she found it. You know, she tried to spread the good word and the love, right? That's what I'm hoping. So thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I appreciate you. I celebrate you. I hear you and I feel you. Uh, and I, and, and it's because there's that universal mind, that collective consciousness, all minds are one. So we are all tapped in to one another because ultimately in the big scheme of things, we are all one. There is perfect oneness. There is this unity. So you are me and I am you. Uh, and even though we might look different on the outside and there's a lot of other things here in the illusion that would tell us that we're different at the end of the day, uh, you know, we are kin, we are brothers and sisters. We are all uh, part of uh, the universal collective, which is really, uh, we are love. We are forces for love. So that's what I hope to do with this show. So you guys have a fantastic rest of your, uh, your day, your week, whenever you're listening to this. I can't believe this is episode 149. I can't believe next week it's going to be 150. That's crazy. Uh, having a blast doing it. So I'll keep, I'll keep making them as long as you guys keep listening. So wherever you go, you guys, leave the people, yourself, the place, the animals and the environment better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. 
And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.